You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to Diablo's Digest. I'm joined with my co-host, the one and only Ivan Marillo. Now people didn't think my name's Ivan. I don't know if people already think Yvonne, that. Yvonne Marillo. <laughs> Yvonne Marillo. There you go. How's What's up? that? How's That's it better? going? That's better. <laughs> How you doing? That's true. A lot of people always do say that. People still Ivan. call me Ivan. They know me 30 years. They still call me that. <laughs> it is oh, what so, it is. Oh, it is what it is. You know, I think sometimes it's... uh. Sometimes it rolls better off the top, like when you're doing something. So it's like interchangeable, you know? Yeah, it's like whatever. <laughs> what do you got for me, dude? It's fucking starting to get hot outside, right? We were I was just uh just left the shop. So the last time we got together, we were uh we just went to uh generations. So shout out to Mark and that whole crew for hosting um the Friday event before the bowl. Um it was actually a Thursday event. The Thursday event, right? Yeah. So right. Friday Eve. Uh, how was the bowl, Yvonne? What did you hear? I uh, unfortunately did not get to make it. Yeah, out. I was I, I was not able to make it myself because of uh, I had to go to a wedding in Martha's Vineyard, and uh, that was planned before I was able to make arrangements to go to the bowl. Um, for what I heard, it was you know, it went pretty well. I I watched a lot of Instagram live videos of the bands. I watched uh, the Marauder set looked pretty cool. The Death Threat set looked yeah, really Death cool. Yeah, Death Threat looked good. Painted Truth, Painted Truth good. with uh, Freddie Madball coming up there with them looked yeah, really cool. Yeah, super sick. Um. um that leads in, you know. Yeah, that leads into tied down. Uh, another big fest happening this weekend. That Pain of Truth is playing, uh, and Death Threats on. Um, is Death, Death Threats on there? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, very cool. Or no, is uh, yeah, tied down is is that with uh? Or no, I'm That's thinking what, I'm I'm confusing uh, shows right now. You're thinking Death Threats playing that Cold as Life. The Cold as Life show, that right? Show. But it's in the is it in the same space that they do the tie down fest? I think that's what I'm thinking. It's, that I'm not sure, but I just know Trapped Under Ice and Grilled Biscuits are the two big uh, yeah, heavy hitters. In, that's so, a cra- crazy lineup, man. Uh, especially over there. And apparently, I mean, by the time this is this is put out there, it's already going to have happened, but it's sold out. So, you know, that's good shit. The the Midwest repping, doing their thing, and uh, yeah, hardcore lives, right? Yeah, a lot of cool shows actually. And we, uh, you and I, just spent the weekend at uh, two shows here in uh, Connecticut. Yeah. The Wham Leg, which was, uh, I wouldn't say it was super important to you and me because we're kind of a little older although uh the distance when it was the wham leg before you know like the first iteration of the wham leg we played there a a bunch did did you guys ever play there dead wrong never played there but unforgiven played there a bunch unforgiven yeah so just for the uninitiated the wham leg is the wallingford american legion which was uh 
pretty much been the hub of the Connecticut hardcore scene for it's got to be what close to almost 20 years not quite but it's next it's to a the, Dairy Queen which is enjoyable uh it's I, been they the must place. make a, they must make a lot of money at like oh a, they make, make a lot of money off me you know <laughs> um it's the place where the DIY scene in Connecticut lived and it's where uh newer bands got their feet wet yeah i mean one um, of the first one of the newer bands that just comes to mind that that really i think kind of made a name for themselves like i saw them start playing there and then they were playing like much bigger it was like adrian you know yes. like that them um ilcom shout out rest in peace who was on uh on static era they just played their last show uh over the weekend but they they were another band that that kind of started out of there it was like a I think for the the younger generation, it was also big with punk rocker, like the real punk scene. They used to do a right, lot yeah. of like, uh, like, you know, real DIY type well, it's, shit. It's there. funny they did. They used to do basement shows down where the bar, the little bar places. Which is I never, crazy. I never went to one of those, but I, yeah, I can only imagine those were probably crazy. But yeah, it's definitely a big loss for the Connecticut uh, underground scene for sure. Um, yeah, it was what funny. Place is, what place is going to take its space? You know, that's that's the kind of what I've been thinking. You know, yeah, I mean, it's funny too because you mentioned the basement of that place. Like, yo, I I had no idea that that was even like a fucking thing until like you know a couple of years ago when someone's like, oh, you know, there's like a bar downstairs, and I was like, there's a fucking bar in this place. I'm like, <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to take its place. I'm uh, I was talking to uh, I'm going to shout out uh, uh, Pete Mould the owner of a uh, seller on Treadwell, which is the uh, it's in the same. Um, if anybody's ever been to a show at the space in Hamden, Connecticut, it's a, it's the venue that's inside the parking lot kind of um, in there. And I'm, I've been trying to talk to, to Pete. Uh, the problem is, is that shows are like not really all ages, but if you, there's like this weird thing. Uh, so I'm trying to work that out with him to try to connect some dots with him and some of our, you know, some of our friends, uh, like the seventh circle guys and, uh, and whatever B hops calling his, uh, his book and thing. I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, but you know, I mean, his cap, uh, rooms like a one, like about a hundred, 125. So it's a perfect space. It's got a small stage. It's got a bar. The only thing is like, it's not all ages, but he kind of said like, you know, if they had a guardian or whatever, but I don't know how, what that would really entail. Um, well, but I I wouldn't mind seeing some some shows go there, um. You know I like the beer racks for certain things, but I really want. You need a place where the I DIY scene can thrive. Yeah, we need that that yeah, same need, type you, of place. Yeah, you need a venue, and I think I know. Uh, our our guest later today has a new place in mind that we'll have to ask him about. Um, maybe that's going to fill a a hole. You know, they have a show coming up soon, um, in Meriden, so we'll have to ask uh, our guest about that um that that might be a thing but i agree man like the wham leg i think was a very important place for like uh you know a band first starting out first show and you want to get your feet wet you want to get to play in front of you know 50 60 70 kids and feel like it's a packed room i mean that that room is really small for anyone who hasn't been there i thought what was cool too yvonne was that um uh, shout out to uh, Sonny from Hate Five Six was there recording, which was huge for well, Connecticut. On Saturday he was on Saturday he was there. He was there Saturday and Sunday. That's very cool. Um, which was super fucking awesome, man. Like we don't really get. Um, there's so many content creators in Connecticut that do an amazing job. Um, but yeah, it's still cool when you get somebody like Sonny to come out for the last, you know, last two Wham leg shows. Um, 
there. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I'd say for you and I, our favorite reference from our generation was, I'd say, uh, what, the tune-in and the Hanover House. Tune-in was New Haven, Hanover House was Marin, and those were the two places that kind of, we kind of really experienced our kind of uh, coming up and growing in the hardcore scene. Yeah, I agree. The Wham Lake came around kind of after that. And obviously, I would the say the Wham Lake came around. Still when, part of. Yeah, just... Wham Lake came around when I would say you and I were both kind of in more. I hate using the word like uh, pro, pro bands, but like no, I was in no pro band. <laughs> well, well, I would say like when the distance was more like a pro core band, we would yeah, we would play sure. a little room like that, like you know, like that and stuff. Um, it was just a fun place to play, but there's, you know, it doesn't have like uh there was no monitors or anything like that. It's very DIY. Yeah, it was very, like, yeah, no stage, no monitors. It was very, very bare bones, but it got the job done, you know? It, it was, it's an awesome space. And yeah, I agree with you, man. I'm really hoping that uh, something, someplace can take that kind of lead, you know, like that, like I said, like that, that first show for someone. Cause you know, dude, unfortunately the way that it is right now in Connecticut. Um, and again, this, you know, we have so many great promoters, but they're, it's it's going to be hard to get those opening spots without having a little place like the Wham like to kind of get your feet wet and practice your band out, see how you can draw, bring it to somebody. You know what I mean? I think that that's going to hurt us in the, a lot. Um, so I do hope that that something fills that void. I've I, again, man, I've heard a couple of rumors from from some of our friends of a uh, you know maybe a new venue here, or a new venue there. Uh, you know, again, I know I know uh, Pete over at Seller Treadwell wants to do something. Um, not to get too hyper focused on Connecticut, but this is going to be a little little Connecticut centric episode, especially because of our guests. But yeah, man, I I agree with you. I I definitely think we need some uh some new venues, and and hopefully we'll have some announcements soon. Yeah, there was two Cuban, shows. Yo, Cuban there. Club, Cuban Club in Bridgeport is ready. Oh yeah, I know time. you're still still talking about that. Uh, any any time <laughs> they're ready, you know. Um, yeah, obviously there's uh these this last weekend there was three final shows at the Wamleg. The Saturday one we'll get into with our our guest. Sunday was kind of something I we were talking about. It's the it was kind of the uh there was two shows on Sunday. There was one that was a younger bands that were kind of coming through, but then there was the the final final show, which is really the kind of the older crowd of CTHC. Yeah. Our egg, egg, pale horse. Yeah. So for those who don't know Arabia. Uh for those that don't know Ig, Ig is Pete Morrissey, Hundred Demons, uh Higher Force, Force Reality. It's his band with Dave Russo. Shout out to my boy Dave. Uh, shout out to my boy Larry Dwyer. Yeah, Dave and Larry um, from the original Hatebreed lineup. From the original Hatebreed lineup. Uh, so they play, and then they they. It was funny because, uh, you know, when they were getting ready to play that show, I said to Dave, I said, "How many people know that you guys even have original songs and you're not just a Misfits cover band?" Because they've done. It must be like what twenty years already, right? No, I think That's, it's. I think it's about fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, so every year in Connecticut, uh, Pete throws an um, enormous um, Halloween show where they go all out uh, and they they do uh, they call themselves Igfits and they do a Misfits set like in depth. Right. I mean, it's like a two hour show that they do yeah, I mean, like it's almost every, every song. It's not usually on Halloween at night, but it's in that, that vicinity. It's like the weekend before. Yeah, it falls. It's in always that. a always a great time. If you know, if you're obviously not local to Connecticut. If you are, you should definitely try to come down and check it out. They usually have it at Cherry Street Station in Wallingford, Connecticut, and it's just really fun. Yeah, it's a it's a good time, um, and they go all out. I mean, they get their makeup professionally done, so they look like the Misfits, and then they usually end up having um, some other cover bands that are usually, you know, uh, 
doing some kind of uh you know like one time uh, i know ray benson did the uh merciful fate cover band yeah you know, unforgiven so they, we did we did a crow mags cover set yep so the, uh, it's a lot of fun very again very connecticut but uh, a good time um but, but yeah we we uh we were there on sunday night yeah uh, it was a fun time parking lot hang obviously yeah um, all Let's the bands the... played played good. Who played first? What was the first band? So the, I forget. The, the first the 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 first band was a band called the the work. The work, work, I believe. Yes. Yep. Um, I unfortunately missed them. Um, I, I was too uh, them. I was doing the rounds, uh, and kind of got caught up in in some business stuff really quick. Of course, for me who knows me, he's not not surprised. Um, but what I could hear sounded awesome. Kind of just sounded like like uh, cool street punk hardcore stuff. Um. They seem to 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 do really well. Like I said, from what I could uh, gather, there was a lot of people watching them. Um, there was a good crowd too. I mean, obviously, dude, nothing could compare to what fucking Saturday was. Like, I, I genuinely, I don't even know how that place didn't get shut down for fire code or something. I mean, it was like, like Saturday, uh, which we'll get into the lineup after. But the the there must have been between parking lot and that building, what, 300 people? Easy, right? I mean, I'm not, I don't, I feel, I don't feel like I'm Yeah, I'd say people. somewhere in the 200, 250 vicinity, maybe 300. Yeah, I mean, I was, there's a yeah, lot of people there. I, I was definitely thinking like three, but you, you might be right on about 250. Um, so just, on band, just, on ba- just on bands alone. I mean, there's like 20 bands. Well, that's why I was saying the people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was, there was just so many people there. Um, And so, yeah, so uh, Sunday, I would say it was about what, 100 and change yeah. maybe. So it was yeah. a really great, it was a really great crowd. Um, I'm unfortunately, like I said, missed the 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 work. And then the second band was Colin it, of Arabia. Uh, Colin of Arabia, who always puts on a fucking awesome show. Um, COA has been playing Connecticut for since inception. Um, and we we get to see them. We're we're spoiled to get to see them. Uh, pretty often, we saw them with Terror a few months back. Actually, at BRX, that show was great. And then I saw uh, them at the last time I saw them. I'm pretty sure it was also at the Wham Lake. I forget who they played with. Yeah, but. they did a free show. The um, free show. I, yeah, yeah, it was like right. I didn't get a chance to make it out to that, but yeah, man, they fucking tore it up. Um, I think Colin said that they're working on some some new music. Uh, I don't know what the rollout or the details are for that, but and then you, you had know, de- Egg came up next. Yeah, Egg came up great. next, and like I said, I told you about them. Uh, obviously, super solid set. Um. You know, crowd was a little interesting there. Almost an issue. Luckily, not one. Uh, you know, I was telling Yvonne, hey, make sure you have my back. Yvonne's just in. He's off in somewhere else. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> but needless to say, it was uh, it was resolved. I don't know that the dude wanted to resolve it with me, but it got resolved. And uh, then after that, uh, it was Pale Horse. It- which yeah, Pale Horse closed close it out. Fitting, which was fitting band. Yeah, fitting band to to play the last show in Connecticut. It's, it's been nice to see them playing again. I, I've I've plugged them a, a few times on this. Um, it's cool to see them being an active band again. I think, um, Connecticut needs, uh, you know, a band like them for the younger bands to look up to. Um, for, for sure. For you know, and and we definitely need some. Uh, you know, they got that that Connecticut sound that heavy shit that everybody loves. So I'm glad to see them back. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan. I was right up front for them. Um, yeah, a lot of fun, dude. It's going to be, you know, as much as I complained about the wham, like going there and stuff, it, I am going to miss it. Cause there was always like, uh, an interesting show or an interesting hangout there. And, yeah. I mean, and again, I, shout out to Andreas who ran it. Oh, uh, he's the best. Andreas. His, uh, we love you. You're the man uh, with Ren, um, his girl, yep. um, you know, Andreas. Yeah, man. Shout out. He really, he really did the damn thing, and he and he saved the show uh, for happening Sunday because um, 
you know, uh, spoiler. Yeah, you know, we'll the, get, the, get more into that. Yeah, the, the last guess. two bands uh, didn't didn't get to play because there was a power outage on Saturday. So it, it looked like maybe on uh, on Sunday the show the the the, the first two shows weren't going to happen. Um, I saw pictures of the the show before the uh, the egg show. Um, the only band, and I'm sorry for for forgetting all the other bands. I know that Princess though played, which uh, that's label mates with you guys uh, on yeah, Crime, Crime Wave. Wave. Yep. Um, they just put out their new EP, so check that out. They they stopped by the store. Uh, which was really nice, but they played the afternoon show. That looked like it was a lot of fun. Um, and then again, yeah, like Sunday night was just a, a rager of just all friends. Um, it was a really good time. Uh, what else you got for me, Yvonne? I think that's that's really about it. Oh, yeah, I want to make one correction. I think uh, when we did the car, the 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 podcast in the car, yeah, I was talking about Vulture Raid. Vulture Raid is actually a Philly band. My boy. Um, oh, okay. Felipe, who's in the band. What did we say, New York? He, yeah, I thought it was New York. I just, I had to correct myself. <laughs> but uh, it's all good, yeah. man. We all, we all make mistakes. But Felipe um, is like a New York guy. I always consider him that. So, but great band. Definitely check them out if you can. I know we we big up them on the last podcast. So that's cool. I want to um I want to just plug to that the uh, couple things Static Era, uh, that the Cinema Stare record uh, is out. It's been out for uh, like two weeks now. Streaming super well. The band is on tour. Um, and they just announced today that they'll be playing Fest in Gainesville, which is a huge deal. So we're really excited. Um, vinyl will be here uh, soon. We had a little bit of a snag with the artwork. So it's going to be a couple couple weeks added on, but it's going to be worth it. Um, so I want to shout that out. And then I also just want to shout out the Rolling Coffin. That's been out for like a month and change now, and it's, it's doing very well. Uh, Tim and I are working on a video uh, for Heaven Knows. So we're going to be excited to get that out. And then, you know, hopefully, man, we'll get, uh, you know, he'd love to do a live show. So that's kind of like the next thing um, for them. And then, uh, you know, dude, I got a cool uh, variant of something coming out. I'm going to shout out my boy uh, Lumpy and Days. Uh, I don't want to say what it is yet because he he's going to he's going to let everybody know. But we're excited uh, to we'll just uh, we'll just say it's Connecticut centric release is a Connecticut centric release that but a, band that a band that got out there a bunch. So yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, when, when something like that comes your way, uh, friends of mine and uh, uh, Connecticut band, you got to support that shit. And so. la last thing, we got to give a shout out to Lord Ezek. Yeah, I was Metal just... Fest this past weekend. He did a DJ stint. Looks like yep. he had a great time. Yeah, so shit. I was just going to say, as always, uh, Diablo's Digest is brought to you by <clears throat> Danny Diablo Merch and Force 5 Records. So make sure you check both those out. Uh, like Yvonne said, Isaac uh, just was over at uh, Milwaukee Metal Fest, which has just been put back on by the Lord and Savior Jamie Jasta, you know, and he's uh, he's doing big things. I saw the videos from it; it looks sick. Um, I saw Biohazard, a bunch of fucking cool bands, but yeah, Isaac uh, DJed that. Um, I also saw that he's got uh, some new videos coming out and some other shit too. So we're we're gonna do a proper episode in uh in a week or two. We've been texting about it, so. Uh, you know, I'll have more details soon, but yeah, shout out to e to uh to Isaac, uh for for letting us do our thing here. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna get ready to get our guest on, and uh, yeah, hang tight for a second. All right, we're back. I am excited to welcome our guest uh to the show today. Uh, I would definitely say the leader is a fucking the new Connecticut hardcore. Would you agree with us, Yvonne? Uh -huh. Yeah, I'd say that's uh accurate a, a very accurate statement there um 
So yeah, everybody, please welcome our friend Noah from Record. Yo, Noah, thank What's you. Up? Noah, thank you for joining us today, man. We are, uh, me and Yvonne are excited to have you on for this uh, Connecticut hardcore centric uh, episode. We were, we were talking about the Wham Leg. We want to we wanted to have you on talk about the last show on uh, Saturday. Talk about the band. Uh, so, dude, first for everybody who does not know you, man, tell everybody, uh, you know, who you are. Tell us a little bit about wreckage, all the good stuff. Sure. So I'm Noah, born and raised in Connecticut. Hell yeah. Um, started playing in bands and going to shows when I was like 14. So I've Same. been here for almost a decade. It'll be a decade next year. Awesome. And now I sing in wreckage. I play drums in a band called Ilcom that we actually played our last show at the last Wham Lake show. Yeah, rip, man. Uh, I, one of my favorite releases that we got to do. And I and I it was a pleasure to work with you, man. You you actually you were really the reason that that CD even happened. It was uh, yeah. you, you were so good on uh, communication, man. <laughs> it was tough. It was tough, but we made it happen. We made it happen, dude. And it, and it came out. And that that uh, that band is is so sick um, for those who didn't get to get it. But yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Keep telling uh, everybody about yourself. Yeah, I sing in Ilcom. That's the main focus right now. Um, or that, Wreckage. Or yeah, I sing in Wreckage. Sorry, <laughs> I played drums in Ilcom. I sing in Wreckage. That's a that's the main focus now. Um, going to shows, dancing. Awesome, been, man. Been yeah, look. To book shows. Real quick, what was uh, the reason for Ilcom disbanding? So, we just kind of all started doing different things, you know, like. Danny and I had wreckage going on. Danny also has kidnapped Almighty Watching. He's also yep. in Balmora. He's in um, like a hundred bands. Yeah, <laughs> he he somehow has an endless plate. He's like um, Lumpy. I feel like him and Lumpy could could give a run <laughs> for each other on the. It's on the, funny because they're both like the same guy. Yeah. You hang out. It's it is <laughs> insane to hang out with both of them at the same time. But yeah, um, Tommy. He's now in Papercut. He's the DJ. Uh, Cesar. He sings an ultimatum. So we just all had our own things going on. It just kind of like. It ran its course. There. It definitely ran its course. We we had a good, put out a good CD, you know, played some dope shows and it kind of just like felt like it's natural end, you know? Yeah. And it's better sometimes too, man, to go out on top. And I felt like when you guys decided to do it, uh, you know, like I said, man, I was so excited to, to do that release. And my favorite thing more than anything is like working with the people more than the band. So again, dude, working with you, working with Cesar, Danny, all, all people who I wanted to work with already. Um, so mm. getting the chance. Um, you, know, you know, it was funny though. Remember when uh, you guys announced you were breaking up and I was like, I texted Jay. I just saw yeah, your like, IG story. I was like, yo, Ilcom's breaking up. <laughs> we didn't know. And then Cesar was like texting me. He's like, oh yeah, sorry, man. I should have told you first. I was like, yeah, it's all good, man. I, I'm like, I was, a, I was a teen, I was a teenager or, or young twenties once too. So I get it. Yeah. But, um, it's all good, man. Let's um I want to talk about wreckage though, man. Really. Uh sure. so for those who don't haven't yet heard, you guys put out a record in January. Mm -hmm. I was like, I think it was January. Was it January 1st? January 1st, yeah. January 1st of this year. Uh on Scheme. Shout out to Kyle, who's uh one of again, one of me and Yvonne's favorite uh people in the in the core. Uh we've gotten Dutches with him. That that's how that's that's what you need to know about our friendship. Uh <laughs> he said he put out a solid record. Um, tell me about wreckage coming together, Noah. Like, what was the idea? Were you already like how did that work? Were you doing ILCOM already, or was or did wreckage come out of that? And if so, like tell us about it all coming together and what your idea was with that band. Cause because again, it seems like you nailed it um, you know, right on with it. So tell tell us a little so, bit about that coming together. Wreckage and ILCOM kind of I would say almost at the same time came together. Like we started at ILCOM. Um, Danny came into the picture. We we're hanging out with Danny, and Danny's like, "We gotta get this kid singing in a fucking band." 
And so him and Matt had this other thing going on, our other guitarist, Matt. Um, and they started this like kind of, they just originally Matt was on drums, but they were just doing this like crusty punk thing. And then I came in, I just listened to it a couple times. And I think maybe with like two or three practices under our belt, we just recorded a demo right after Ilkham recorded a demo, like all the same day. I learned all the drums for it, recorded the <laughs> drums for it that day. We just like wrote some shitty lyrics, just got it all down. Literally did the whole demo that night after we had already recorded another demo. And that That's was like crazy. the chaos that wreckage <laughs> was created through. And then, yeah, that one was mostly like Danny took the reins with writing it. And then afterwards, Matt kind of just came to us with these three songs, which were demo two, which definitely tra- changed the trajectory. Yeah, I was going to say demo because I have both, but I remember like demo two is where that's where scheme kind of gets involved a little bit, right? Yeah, we put that out and then Kyle was like, I'll just do some tapes for you if you want. So he he did our art, you know, he he's done pretty much all of our art. Um, So he put he did those tapes and then it was kind of just like we assumed he would do a record (laughs) if we wanted to. It wasn't really set in stone, but we were like throwing out ideas like, oh, maybe we'll do it with these people. Maybe we'll do it with these people. See what, see how it I is. I was going to say, because like, yeah, you guys definitely had um, a lot of hype from demo too. And it seemed like you could have had your choice of labels. And one of my favorite things, and I've said this a couple of times about, you know, bands like Wreckage and Pain of Truth is that you guys stay with the labels that are developing you, which is so fucking cool because, um, you know, man, it's important, especially like, you know, somebody like a lumpy or Kyle who's investing so much. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, to lose a band always hurts. You know what I mean? Even if, even it, we all want everything to be bigger and go on to other things, but it is fucking cool. Um, when bands stay. And I thought that was so awesome that you guys did that with, uh, with Kyle, you know? Yeah, we did. We did have some options, but at the end of the day, Kyle was the one who's putting the most like work into it. You know, he, he's our boy. Yeah. Know? Oh no. He's, he's the best. done our work done our artwork he was super excited to put the record out like he really wanted to you know so there was just it only made sense to do it with scheme and i think we'll probably maybe only ever do things with scheme just because like now it's like we're intertwined like scheme and wreckage kind of feel like one entity, yeah you know well and that's it's like if you look at the history of say like a bridge nine right it's like you could be like the american nightmare to that it's the trajectory you know everybody who gets um you know in a lot of ways uh, when you're starting a label, you you kind of hope that you can get a band like that because that obviously attracts a, a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's totally what's happening with uh, with Scheme. And and again, like you said, man, Kyle, he just really understands. Um, you know, he he re- he redid the artwork for the Distance release, and and he just mm-hmm. really has an understanding of like where you're trying to come from, where the band is coming from, um, while keeping it really in tune with what's happening. And and I, yeah, man, to your point, I really really um I really dig that. You know. Mm-hmm. If there's one man that has a vision, one man that understands hardcore, it's Kyle Nyland. <laughs> I I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Yvonne, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, let's talk about the Wham Lake show on Saturday and uh, uh yeah. kind of kind of go through that. I stopped by for about an hour and I just hung out outside. I know I had to just stop by. I had to do some stuff. I'd pick my son. I know Jay stopped by later. We both felt it was important at least just kind of show face and just chill for a few minutes, but. Seemed like a really lively parking lot vibe when I would look inside the door. Seemed like there's a lot of people watching the bands. Tell us yeah, no, a little bit no, about about Saturday. No, what do you estimate people wise was there? Because me and Yvonne had 
had estimated earlier. I said 300 between parking lot and people. Yvonne said like 250. I mean, I know those are very close, but I mean, it yeah, just, it's like, I don't think I've ever seen that place as fucking packed as it, it was that day. That's probably the most packed I've ever seen it. Um, I'd say we might've been pushing 300. I, I estimated around two. Okay. That was like, my expectation was around 200 people or more. Yeah, it was great. Like I was, I said to Yvonne, I was really surprised that somehow, thankfully, it like no cops or anything came to like shut it down. They just Oof. kind of, they just yeah. let it happen, um, which was fucking awesome. Um, I got there a little bit later. I was actually hoping to catch you guys in anxious. Um, I had the shop. Um, but yeah, tell us about the day, man, like going into that because you, you were involved in a few different levels of like you were playing a couple of different sets. And then mm-hmm. obviously you, you're friends with all the guys booking this. So you're getting roped into like running the door and all that shit, dude, tell, tell me and Yvonne a little bit about going into that day and what it was like. Um, I wanted to be there right when it started, but I had, I woke up with a crazy migraine oh, and I was fuck. battling, I was battling that until I, basically until I left, it dissipated like halfway through the car ride there. But I got there, I think as ultimatum was playing, I think they opened it. So I got there, I was listening to them outside and then I think it was like broken vow was after them, but I think I was, I, knew pretty much every single band that played (laughs) (laughs) so it was like i felt bad you know if i had to like stand outside for one just because it was so hot and disgusting oh dude it was uh, yeah i peeked in for like a second to just say what's up to sean when um i think it was right when you guys were setting up but the power like the power issue thing wasn't really resolved yet so i just kind of yeah i peeked in to, to to say what's up and and, uh, and I was like, I was like, this is awful. And there was no one even in there yet. It was kind of, everybody had cleared, but yeah, it was, it was super crowded. Yeah. Um, it was a very kinetic centric show. Uh, who are you looking forward to? Was there anyone in particular you, you had, you were like, oh, I can't wait to see them in that setting. I mean, for me, definitely seeing, uh, I had wanted to see Ilcom, um, but I was really hoping to see uh wreckage and anxious in that setting just cause it would have been just I fucking was... crazy, you know? <laughs> I was excited to see anxious in that room just because I don't think I've ever seen them play a room that small. Yeah. Oh, I, um, I can't, I don't think so at all. And I was also excited for Balmora cause I hadn't seen them, seen them yet. Um, all the other bands I had seen a bunch, you know, but it was, it was an awesome day from start to finish. Like every band had a great reaction. Kids were moshing. The room was packed. People were singing along. Um, it went too smooth without any hiccups. So it really makes sense that it had to all blow up right, right. as Wreckage was about to play. No pun intended there because the building literally did almost somebody blow up. yeah. It's it's fucked up because the last time I was there, it was it was just like a, a cool like it was like a 50 people attend type of show. And I was moshing. Literally Lumpy was taking a video of me moshing, like laughing, and then somebody comes around comes along and like kicks the outlet, the one that blew up. And Uh, I saw sparks fly out in front of me and it shut out all of the electricity in the front of the room, literally just where the bands were playing, shut that off. And the kids from hate still burns were still there. And one of them, I guess is like an electrician's apprentice. And he came in and he like messed with it and fixed it and they finished the show, but we couldn't make that happen. uh, That's such a bum out, man. Um, I wanted to, uh, me and Yvonne were just saying before you joined uh, about the lack now of a space uh, that, you know, now that Whamling is going to be gone, uh, you are stepping up and booking some shows at a a location you haven't really 
given too many location details. yet to be determined, but it's um, determined, but it's kind of like an ask a punk thing. I'm going to vibe on it. Or what's, what's the, the it, deal? It's in very true DIY fashion where it's like, they don't really want like the address out there, but like eventually people are going to know about it. Got it's you. this place in Meriden called superposition who are really, Dude, you're, you're taking people. us back to the, the Hanover house roots, right? You're bringing this back. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> it's really, we have Danny to thank for this place. It, somehow he knows these people. He's got people in all sorts of cracks and crevices, you know, um, that's that power violence scene, man. It's, it's the power violence. It runs deep. <laughs> we have that. We're doing the church in Hamden also with combust later in the year. Um, we're really just trying to find whatever we can. We're thinking about booking shows at like purgatory in Middletown. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I just talked, I was saying to Ivana, I, and I mentioned it before you jumped on was I had talked to, um, the, um, a friend of mine owns that place, the cellar on Treadwell there, the, you know, the place inside. Uh, and I'm trying to convince him to open it up all ages. And he seems pretty open about it. Mm. Um, so that's something. Cause I did say to him, I was like, look, man, I'd love, there's a bunch of promoters that I'd love to bring in there. Like he's open. I think I, you know, again, he just, it's going to take like a little talking to him and, and getting him to understand yeah. and do like, you know, one or two shows that go kind of smooth. Um, but it is really unfortunate, man. There were so many bands um, that the Wham leg was really an important place to kind of like get your craft right, you know, and kind of play was, that first show. And it was the crutch for the scene for many years. Yeah, yeah. It was it, like it was, it was where the scene existed. For that's was the CT hardcore scene to me. At I least that was the place. I couldn't tell you how many shows I've been to there, and it was like some of the first shows I ever went to, that was the only place around, you know, and like the dark ages of like 2016 to 2019, that was yeah. also like the only place around. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And every, and every, and every lull, the wham leg was always like around. Yeah. So like when there was no venue, it was always like, well, the wham leg was there. And now, unfortunately, like we got, we got hit hard, man, because between that and state house being gone, it's like, you know, you don't realize how spoiled you are. Until yeah. it's it's all gone, you know. It's like I like the space ballroom, but it gets a little too professional. Too pro. Yeah, it's too you know? pro. It's too exactly. pro. Like you got to sign a W nine, and then you have to <laughs> they give you a check, and you got to you know check in. You have to go, and you have to do sound checks, and it's like, come on, it's hard. We're just we'll play shitty. It doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, you you but, you, you like that lawless vibe like we like, man. Which yeah. is, that was what was so great about State House, you know. I mean, hey, I like a, a good you know national act coming through the space and stuff. But nothing's Definitely. better than nothing's better than like a DIY vibe. But, you some know, bands I, on the come up, you know. I'm gonna just shout out. I do want to shout out like Ben and Chris and 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 Mark and all them who do run the space because they do they do do an excellent job and and that those are the you know they do bring sure. in some great bands so i don't i don't want to make it sound like we're shitting on that stuff not because it's just not uh, you know we come from something a little bit to, and all those guys did too like uh you know ben mm -hmm. and chris and, and mark are definitely hardcore kids but but yeah i mean i think they are definitely catering to people who are like me and Yvonne's age so like the older thing and there needs to be that youthful mm -hmm. you know like that wham leg vibe where like that's the youth you know like the crunch house thing or or whatever, which it sounds like that's what you have going on. So Noah, I wanted to want to ask you, kind of, how did you how did you get into hardcore? What was your first show? What was kind of your entry point? I always like to ask people, kind of where they right. came from, what they were listening to beforehand, and how they gotten into this 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 whole crazy world. So when I was like when I was younger, really young, my dad was always into like metal. He was into like grunge, hard rock. So I was always around heavier music, you know. And then my brother got into like. Avenged Sevenfold and Godsmack and like bands like that. So I was like awesome. 10, 11 listening to bands like that. And then as I started to sort of get my own identity, I listened to more like 
underground music was just coming across things on YouTube, just falling into rabbit holes. And then I met the dudes in hard feelings, uh, Jamie and Alex, who were into like pop punk and hardcore, and they would start giving me recommendations and stuff. So I was introduced to like the world of, you know, our scene pretty much. And they brought me to my first show when I was like 13 that their pop punk band was playing. Um, It was at some house in Meriden and I had no idea what I was in for, you know, (laughs) but it was like in the basement of this house. And there was, I think also the people who are, who were in like enraged youth, like a couple years after that, they had like some sort of preamble to that band that played that show. And it was crazy. I was standing like on the stairs way in the back and just watching the chaos. But yeah, that's pretty much how I got into it. And I kept going to shows with those dudes. We started a band in like 2014 called Slow Burn, which played a bunch of shows up until like 2017. And then, yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, it's funny too. It, it always seems to happen. Like, uh, like Yvonne said, I love hearing that first story. Like, were you instantly hooked when you saw like, like when you see a band in a basement or were you like, I could do this too kind of thing? Or were you just more like, I want to be around it? Or what was your initial reaction when you see that? I think it was sort of just my introduction to what like bands and music should be, you know? Yep. It was just so much energy. It was so chaotic. It just seemed so real, you know? And so I just wanted to keep, I thought it was cool. So I just wanted to be that. I wanted to be that person who was playing bands, playing in bands and playing shows that people were, you know, losing their minds to. Yeah, that's so sick. Um, I wanted to ask you too, Noah, who who did you guys record the full length with? Because the production is really is really right on. Who who did that? We did it with our friend Chaz, the same guy who did Ilcom. Um, awesome. He did Almighty Watching. He does Kidnapped. Um, I think he just did the Ultimatum stuff. He He's starting to expand out to other people, but he's like our producer. He has all the stuff set up in our practice spot. It's real easy to just go up there and record anything with him, demo stuff out, but... He's gotten really, really good at it. And I think yeah, that's sick. I, I really like the the production on it too. Um on the record. And uh yo, you guys have a fucking ton of uh cool shows coming up. You guys were announced uh to uh on uh, this is hardcore. So shout out to mm-hmm. our guest, uh yeah, l- previous take, guest Joe Hardcore. Let's talk about that for a minute. Like, what did it feel like to get asked to play that? And how did that come about? That was like a dream come true for like 14-year-old Noah. Yeah. Um, I grew up on like the hate five, six videos of this is hardcore. It was like, holy shit. These people are crazy. Dude. You know, and now like, you're going to be one. I know I'm going to be a, this is hardcore video. <laughs> full circle. It's full circle. It's awesome. I'm, I'm stoked for that. I think it'll be really dope. You know? Um, yeah. I think you guys are going to do really well, especially too, because the record's been out for a while. So kids are going to know it. And I, yeah, I seen how you guys played, um, uh, you guys did LDB Fest, right? We did FYA. Or FYA, sorry, my apologies. Yeah, that's um, okay. And the reaction was really great. So again, I, I can only imagine how this being closer to home is going to be, you know? I know. Yeah, yeah I'll, ju- I'll just say, like, when me and Jay see that shit, we see, like, you're on FYA, you're on this hardcore, like, yeah, man, that's one for the good guys right there. We get, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know? Noah, you, you know this, because yeah. I, I always, I, I feel sometimes like a punisher, because I always say to Noah, like, oh, I'm so psyched, but I genuinely, and you hear me say this when I'm talking to our guests, man, like, I am so excited when I see a band from Connecticut, whether it's a hardcore band or punk rock or anything in our world do well, because it's like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? We have such a great state and it's like, there's such good stuff. And it's like, dude, when there's a band like a wreckage that all of us can get behind it, it's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? And and, and then 
you know, not to be like sound corny or like a punisher, but I do. I always say to know, I'm like, man, I'm so fucking good or what, because it genuinely is. And I, I genuinely get excited watching you guys play as I do, you know, watching bands. I, I have loved for a long time. Um, you know, and it's, it surpasses that, that when I'm friends with you guys, like I genuinely think like anyone who watched you guys and, and I'll say this when, when, um, a testament to this was you guys opened for gorilla biscuits at the space. Mm-hmm. And that was like dudes even older than me and Yvonne. And I seen yeah. fucking old dudes who, you know, they don't really get down with anything. A couple of them I fucking know. And I know how miserable they are. And they were fucking getting <laughs> down to wreckage. And it was awesome because again, it's like they're seeing what, you know, like me and Yvonne seeing the younger thing. And, 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 and again, dude, seeing you guys go and playing out of state and taking it to that next level, you know, it's one thing, you know, shout out to the bands that do it local, but when a band like a wreckage, uh, you know, from our scene is on there now doing all the fest, you know, doing that shit. I mean, fuck, no, no better feeling. dude. Yeah. It's like, I don't even know you that well, Noah, but obviously I follow the band. Jay knows you a little better, but when I see something like that, like I said, again, that's like, you're on our team. Doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like you're, you're part of Connecticut. You're on our team always. So when we see a Connecticut band have some success, we definitely take a little bit of a, it makes us feel good. Give us oh, a little yeah. Pleasure, yeah. You know? It's something for the whole state. You know, yes. yeah. everybody could take a little piece of that of that of that cake, you know. And plus, Connecticut's other... such an underdog place too. You know, it is. It it really is. Uh, no, what other? I you think guys in, have some especially other... in the past like years and stuff. You know, yeah, it has been. No, you have some other big shows you announced too. I'm sorry, I don't have my notes in front of me, but what what other? You what else did you recently announce besides? Um, this is hardcore. No, I know that there's got... the the show, the local the the there's a a local show, right? Connecticut show. Yeah, we got. Up? We got the Robert Yates show, um, July thirtieth. That's going to um, be at this new venue. That's at this new venue. Yep. I've actually never been there, so <laughs> we'll see how that is. Um, we have a tour with Combust. We're doing awesome. like ten days with Combust, like starting in Cleveland, going down the coast and back up. Shout out Cleveland's. Um, you know what's funny? If you get a chance, um, since you guys and Combust are on tour, you guys. I don't know if they still do it, but they used to used to be able to get into the. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for free if you were a band on tour. Really? Um, which I highly recommend going, dude, because it's an awesome experience. They have a ton of cool exhibits. Um, and like I said, they used to let you go in for free if you were in a band. So you should look into that because it's pretty cool. So noted. Um, we got like a weekend with Adrian and Moment of Truth. Awesome. We're doing that in like, it's going to be Atlanta and then three shows in uh florida so we're in like jacksonville tampa and fort lauderdale um we have Snapcase in july also wow where's that that's in new jersey that's gonna be awesome that's great it's gonna be it's like a 200 cap room that's too. awesome <laughs> yeah um yeah that one's gonna be dope are you um, guys uh i don't want to go too behind the curtain but do, are you guys booking are you guys have a booking agent or are you doing all no. this yourselves right now no it's just us that's awesome yeah i think i we probably won't ever have an agent. You know, I think bands like mind force get away without an agent, without a manager or anything. I think we can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, Good point. Um, it's just, it's funny though. Cause you know how many, how many, how many people your age, I'm just and not, this isn't like a younger thing, but it's like, I mean, fuck even people my age who are, who are doing this going like, I'm not doing shit unless I have an agent or I'm not. And I love <laughs> that, that you guys are like, no, we're going and fucking playing. Like, I mean, no, dude, they- again, you, you know, very how many, few bands need an agent at this lo- at this well, level. But listen, know? both of yeah. you, both of you know how many demos and punishers come into the store, and I'll just be like, I ain't doing <laughs> shit unless 
And I'm like, bro, you don't draw, you draw fucking three people. What do you mean? <laughs> like what, you know what I mean? Like I don't, it makes uh, no sense sometimes. Yeah. Um. So it is, it is good to hear, man. Um. You know, like that you guys are really, you know, doing it. Like, like I said, man, it's super impressive when you see, uh, and I had mentioned you guys when, uh, when I was talking to Joe that, you know, it was just so cool to see a Connecticut band um, on there. I, you know, we haven't had one in a while. Dude, Laid to Rest was kind of the last Connecticut band that played like this is hardcore. It's been a couple of years since they were doing anything. So we didn't have like a a band yeah. to get behind. Wasn't so much of an export from Connecticut for a little yeah, while. No, but now we got fucking wreckage and scheme records, which is exciting, oh, yeah. dude. Um, what else are you guys working on? No, is that pretty much it for the, is that going to bring us through the summer or what, what else we got cooking? That. That's going to bring us through the summer. We just announced today we're playing. It used to be Act Like You Know Fest out in Tulsa. Oh, yeah. It's now Flyover Fest. Yes, um, I saw that. Yeah, so we got that. Um, will you guys, will you tour, like, will you do shows out to that or just kind of? I don't I don't think we're going to have the ability to. So we're just going to have to fly out for that, you know? That's awesome. Um, in early October, I can't. I don't want to like, yeah, yeah. You know, don't spoil, spoil anything, anything but, say, but there's another like little run that's going to go on that involves wreckage and some other members of the scheme tribe. Oh, sick dude. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I also too quickly want to shout out Sean Nyland who plays in uh King base and wreckage. He also, uh, he helps out in the distance does seven circle, a man of, mm-hmm. of many talents, man. Uh, very cool to see him playing with you guys. Uh, again, yeah. getting to share that bond with, with you guys. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, you know, just watching you guys do your thing, man. So everybody who hasn't had a chance, uh, the Wreckage album is available everywhere that records are streaming. I think the vinyl is readily available now, Noah, or is it still? Yeah. Is it um, right? Yeah. I think there's still some black copies left on the Scheme store. I think you guys have a static era. Uh, so Kyle's supposed to bring them in. We're working on them. Uh, you know how that goes, but yeah. we will. He knows. I mean, listen, I have a standing order for him. So as soon mm-hmm. as we get them, yep. um, what I did actually just put up today was... Uh, uh, again, shout out to you guys. You gave me one of those fucking massive posters. We finally got it up on the wall. I can't Let's wait to where we put it. It looks Dope. so sick. Um, yeah. So yeah, man, again, I, I know uh, from my end uh, and Ivano echoed it earlier, dude, we were, were super psyched for you. Obviously, man, anything that you need that I can help with, you know that I'm always here, but I encourage uh, all of our listeners. I, I know most of our listeners are a little older, so take a chance. You're going to love this. It's like super traditional well done hardcore um done by some really great people put out by an amazing label um you know that like uh, you know again we can't say uh enough good things uh noah where can everybody catch up with you and uh and wreckage online shout that out so everybody knows where to find you we are most active on instagram uh wreckage cthc on instagram awesome um, yeah and i want to then- say we really do kill it with the older crowd yeah we, no you we're do rooted, you- <laughs> we're rooted in tradition Yo, what about this last thing, Jay? Remember when Wreckage did the record release party at the the front room of the space? Yo, I couldn't get in. Yo, we both couldn't get in. Remember that? Yo, you know what's funny? Oh, you should have said something to me. I don't want to put nobody on on blast, but (laughs) yeah, you do. Come on, (laughs) I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this to the promoter. But we got Noah. Just so you know, there was a text threat sent that discouraged older people, like the two (laughs) your two friends here. No way. <laughs> yep. Am I exaggerating? It was, it was, yo, a we very, tried, like, yo, we were trying to yo, come I, down for we, sure. We were like, we heard there was no way you can get in. Like there was Sarah, just, don't you matter know, who you are. No way. You the get crazy in. thing. We stressed so hard over the guest list for that show. We we're like, this guest list is going to be a fucking movie. It's going to be crazy. Well, I and wasn't then, even asking. I don't think I, you, yeah, you like, know, this about to get me. in. Oh, this is the thing. No one, everybody else knows this about me. I never got on the guest list. I will always write or wrong. I will, you, I will always pay. 
Even I, people you, will say average, to me, yeah. people like, they'll be like, no, no, you're my, and I'll throw the 20. I'm like, no, no, I got it. It's good. I'm good. And that yes. show, I should have listened to Sarah Edge because shout out Sarah, always being right. She said, oh, are you going to buy a ticket for wreckage? And I said, no, no, I should be good. I think it'll be fine. I said, I'm going to buy, I'm going to get there and I'm going to get a ticket. Mm-hmm. Fucking like two, three o'clock that afternoon, notification group text. Uh, if anyone's thinking of coming, don't even try to come You'll in. You'll forget I'm, about it. I'm not going to say who it was, but it was someone, <laughs> it was a leader, a leader in the, a leader no who, of the show discouraged the, the two the two fans from coming to see <laughs> no way if you if you texted me afterwards especially if it was late i would have gone out there oh, I, well listen man list. you know i, would I literally never... i went over the guest list by like five people they didn't say anything just writing names no because <laughs> sean said the same thing to me but the one yeah. thing i'll say man is like we both all three of us know this about running a show Ain't you the last thing you want some motherfucker bothering you the day of show being like yo like i mean we just went <laughs> we went through that at fucking death threat yeah. And, uh, you know, it was one of the, I, I loved everything about that day, but the fucking amount of people who asked me to get a ticket or can get me in, or can, yeah. can you do this or that? And I was like, you know, it's not my fucking show. Right. Like I was like, it's death threat <laughs> show. I'm like, we're I just know. playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So, uh, you know, next time, definitely a bigger room for the show, but, uh, we'll be there, man. And again, I'm, oh. I'm very excited. Uh, everybody catch up with wreckage. I want to thank everybody again for keeping up with the digest um, and raucous podcast. That's been filling in the episodes for Diablo's den. So again, uh, Noah, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Noah, big ups to you and wreckage, man. And everyone's fucking rooting for you guys in Connecticut. You guys are the man and, and uh, good luck with uh, this is hardcore and everything that's coming up for you guys. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thanks Definitely, for having man. me. Hell yeah. Noah. All right. Shout out everybody. Thank you again. Another great episode. We will talk to you soon. Peace. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living. And every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy. And I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com and I'll see you there.